Welcome to the FBC Global Church Podcast. I'm uh, one of the global missions pastors, Scott McManigle, and uh, we have Jim Poole here also as one of the global missions pastors. And in this episode, <clears throat> we wanted to kind of ride the wave a little bit that uh, from John Morrison's uh, message two weeks ago, where he was talking about the importance of knowing God. And um, he also, in his message, alluded to the fact that we have a set of lessons called Knowing God that we've been using in our global missions ministry. And um, this whole topic, this whole focus of the importance of growing in the knowledge of God has has really become extremely foundational for us um, in our discipleship process and seeking to establish people in the faith. And so, Jim, why don't you give us a, a bit of an overview of just the importance of it, how we use it, what some of the benefits we're seeing from it. <clears throat> sure, yeah. So um, here it is, just so you can get, can get a, uh, a look at it there. And it's in our mission stairwell, if you're interested in getting a copy, and it's also in the church office. And I think that, you know, one of the main things right off of the bat is that it's very easy to read through the Bible and miss the main character. <laughs> you know, we can just simply um, go through the Bible and you know we can focus on the characters of the bible we can focus on adam and eve and we can focus on noah and we can focus on abraham and isaac and jacob and moses and uh, jonah and samson and joseph and then we can even focus on the disciples um, you know peter james and john the inner core three and then we can focus on paul and so i think it's really easy for us Myself, as I look back at my own life, it was real easy for me to go through the, go through the scriptures and, uh, and not focus on the main character. So I think right off the bat that um, having been a believer for a long time, that that's something that I took for granted, that I went through the scriptures, having been to Bible school and, and studying the, you know, the word for a long time not necessarily focusing on the main character. So I think right off the bat, like that's um, emphasis number one, is knowing God as the main character of the, of the Bible. And then as uh, what we've seen through the years of using this, and, um, and, and one, of the, one of the many big points of it is then as we go through the stories, um, you know, what is God revealing about himself through the story? Mm-hmm. I think that's another big point. It's not, you know, what are we, what, it's not what are we learning about the creation, mm-hmm. but it's what are we learning about the creator? Mm-hmm. And so what characteristics and what attributes and what are we learning about the heart of God through creation? Mm-hmm. What are, what characteristics about God and what are we learning about the heart of God through his interaction with Adam and Eve right after the, the fall? What are we learning about the heart of God through his interaction with Cain and Abel, you know, in that dialogue? So, so right from the beginning, you know, what are we learning about the, about the heart of God? And there, there's so much to be gained by just looking at um, who is God revealing himself to be? Uh, what are we seeing about the characteristics, the attributes, and the heart of God through what it is that he 
is revealing in his word. I was going through this uh, just the other day, um, looking at the story where, you know, Abraham sends out his helper to find a wife for Isaac. Mm. There's tons of things to be learned there about the heart of God. And then um, Esau and Jacob, you know, in that story, so many times we focus on, uh, you know, Esau and Jacob and who did the right thing and who did the wrong thing. Let's make sure we do the right thing. Let's make sure we don't do the wrong thing. But again, we're, we get focused on the characters and not the character being God himself. And so learning about um, the heart of God. So again, that's another, the main character and they're looking at going through the stories and seeing what is he revealing about himself through the stories. And then I think another really big thing that this does for us is it lays just a tremendous uh, foundation mm-hmm. for us through the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so then when we get to the New Testament and we see, um, you know, more, we, we see more clearly where um, salvation is by grace apart from works and some of those real clear doctrines that are spelled out like that um, and we are we are accepted because of what it is that Christ has done for us and not what we have done for ourselves when we see those types of truths you know spelled out for us in in John you know salvation by faith alone and then this these acceptance truths in some of the some of the epistles those things are just, they they're so easy they're they're much easier to believe and they're much easier to accept because we've seen that all the way through the old testament it's like yeah sure uh this this has always been god's plan this has always been the way that god has laid it out and so then we get to those new testament truths when we get to those new testament principles it's not necessarily something that we've been introduced to new in the epistles, but it's something that we've seen laid out uh, foundationally and progressively throughout um, the Old Testament. And so it, it just gives a depth. It gives just a, like, like a richness to God that we, we see laid out in the Old Testament, and then it makes the truths of the New Testament, I would say, um, all that much uh, rich, all that much uh, meaningful, all that much more significant because we know the heart of God that those truths are coming from. Yeah, so, um, and we, we've, been, we've been using it in missions now for a number of years, and um, you know, all of us are going through different situations and different circumstances in life, and um, you know, it says in Corinthians that, that, that there's this battle in our minds against uh, speculations that, that they rage war against the knowledge of God. So basically, I think when we find ourselves, we get caught in, um, is my circumstance bigger or is God bigger? Yeah. And if we boil it down to, that's, right. that's really, that's some, how do you put it any simpler than that? You know, um, which is bigger, God or my circumstances? And so, by growing in our knowledge of God and seeing God for who he is, um, you know, God becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in our mind, and then circumstances become smaller and smaller. Let me just read a real short uh, paragraph here. It's at the end of chapter four, chapter three. 
it says this. It says, the big question before the church is always God himself. The most awesome fact about any man is not what he may say or do, but what he, in the depths of his heart, understands God to be like. What he, in the depths of his heart, understands God to be like. Always the most revealing thing about the church is her idea of God. Just as her most significant message is what she says about him or leaves unsaid, for often her silence is more eloquent than her speech. And listen to this. Possibly every error in doctrine or failure to apply Christian ethics could be finally traced to imperfect thoughts about God. The man who comes to a right belief about God is relieved from thousands and thousands of temporal problems. That's us. That's me. That's all of us here. The man who comes to a right belief about God is relieved from thousands and thousands of temporal problems. For he sees, he sees that these problems have to do with circumstances which at best cannot concern him for very long because, he, because we see those circumstances in light of the greatness of who God is. So that's a summary in terms of my yeah. perspective. Yeah, thank you. And I think, you know, for us in missions, another uh, just key aspect to this is, is what, you know, what is the goal and the focus of our missions ministry? And that is to, you know, establish a church. Well, what is, what is the establishment of the church? It's establishing people in the, in the faith. And the foundation of our faith is God. You know, it's mm -hmm. our view of God. It's um, the, the Christian life was designed to be a relationship, but because of the way that our teaching and discipleship in the universal church is so centered in works and obedience and our faithfulness and how we're living, are we doing this? Are we discontinuing these things? I mean, that's, that's 90, 95% of all teaching in discipleship that's 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 leading people into living the Christian life as a religion, mm. and it's le and and that's where legalism comes from. It's we become independent of God and dependent upon ourselves. We end up with a small view of God and a big view of ourselves. We value more our faithfulness than we do the blood of Christ, <laughs> more than we do the results of Jesus dying on the cross. I value whether I get up in the morning and read my Bible every day more than that. And, and that's where I was for many, many years. And so it's become extremely, uh, you know, this whole focus has, over the last six years has become extremely important to us in missions and, mm -hmm. and us personally. Um, everybody that we teach, you know, even anybody here at FPC that, we, that we're meeting with regularly, small groups, whatever, this is the focus of our teaching is seeking to lead people into um, just a deeper knowledge of who God really is, what the heart of God is really like, um, what God really expects, you know, of us as, as his children. And so we also have with us uh, two of the key leaders of the Women in the Word ministry, Beth Orth and Annette McManigle. And uh, we know that this whole focus of knowing God has become important to you all mm -hmm. as well in your women's ministry. And so give us a little bit of background, how you came to this and um, just how you have implemented it in the women's ministry and what, some of the, what are some of the effects and benefits that you've seen. 
Okay, I just want to back up just a little bit. Um, some years ago, my husband Willie and I took the Knowing God uh, class under you, and I remember asking Annette, um, how many times have you been through this with Scott? And she just looked at me and said, I don't even know. <laughs> and yet I saw her up there as you were teaching, still writing notes. And I'm like, if you've been through this thing 16, 20 times, how come you still write notes? <laughs> Uh, and I also just wanted to say that, you know, my husband was Southern Baptist. Uh, and uh, when we went through the class, he was like, what? He said, they were all little stories, little pocket stories, you know, the creation and Abraham and Joseph and David. Mm -hmm. He said, and now it all makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's a thread there. He mm -hmm. had something to say from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was just light bulbs going on mm -hmm. all over the place for my husband and for me as well. Mm -hmm. And like you, I've been to Bible school, and and I was like, was I asleep during that whole time? So it's a whole different approach. Mm -hmm. And when you see this approach, you're, it just makes so much sense. And in Women in the Word, we have tried, oh, since I've been in charge about six years now, tried to be very purposeful about what we're teaching them mm -hmm. and what we're putting out there. And, and so we've had many meetings with our leadership team and, and uh, I had been through the Knowing God and I mentioned it to Nanette and she was like, oh, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, are we gonna do it for two years? I'm like, oh no, we can't do that. And so, so she, along with a couple of us, of us on the leadership team, took on the task of whittling that thing down mm -hmm. From, I think it's like 40 lessons. 43. 43 yep. lessons, mm -hmm. and we whittled it down. 23, to, I think. Yeah, to and it was a monumental task. Mm -hmm. It yeah. took all summer, and her working very, very long hours, and then, you know, doing the questions and everything. Mm -hmm. And when we presented it, I remember being so surprised at how well it was received because mm -hmm. we've got, like any other place, uh, within the body of Christ, a lot of people who've been believers all their life. We've got some 50, 60, 70 year olds. They've been believers since they were kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of look at something like that and go, mm, well, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I've known, I've been in the, I've read the Bible, you know, and so. But once we got started, you know, after two or three weeks, you know, they're like, whoa, mm -hmm. okay. It does have something to offer us. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I remember we said, probably Annette said, every single week and it's so so true it's true in my life and and probably in everyone else listening you cannot trust a god that you do not know mm -hmm. and if you do Amen. not know him then you don't know what he has done and how he is prepared to take care of you Amen. i remember we did this study um probably a year before my husband's cancer diagnosis mm -hmm. And we are three and a half years into all of that stuff, uh, 14 surgeries later for the poor guy. But if I had not been through this study and the one that followed, which was my position in, our position in Christ, I would have been lost. Huh. I would have been lost mm -hmm. because I, like you said, I knew how big my God was. Mm -hmm. And I knew that whatever we were going through mm -hmm. was not too big for him. Amen. And whether he healed him or whether he didn't heal him, the situation and the circumstances were not too big for him. Mm -hmm. And that was because of the study. Mm -hmm. And we heard a lot of other women also saying those kinds of things, how it just enlightened them and, and encouraged them and just helped them to see 
more about who this God hmm. who created the universe but wants a personal relationship with me, hmm. who he is. Amen. And I am who I am because of who he is. And if I don't understand and comprehend who he is, I will never know hmm. how much I mean to him. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so this book is called God Almighty Revealed, um, Exploring the True Heart of God. And basically, uh, we, we took as much of that material as we could fit into here in our time frame. And we developed um, questions that the ladies could go through and kind of do their individual study during, during the week, um, reading, answering questions, filling that out. And then we would come back together and we'd have a teaching and we'd have a discussion on it. In this book, it tells you how to use this study. Um, and so it's very similar to that, but we did change the format and whittled it down to a semester study. Um, no, we did, no two, whole year. we did two semesters. Yeah, That's two right. Semesters we did a whole year. Yeah. Um, so in these books, which are available here at church, there is a DVD audio of the teaching or you can go online and online FBC classes, and I don't know how you find that. Um, under can, Women in the Word. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Under Women in the Word. Under Women in the Word, you can find the audios there and listen to them there as well. Um, as we were teaching through this, um, I think one of the things that came to light through the women that were listening and in groups and discussion and things was that whole idea of our circumstances being under God's control or that these circumstances that I'm going through, whether it be a marriage or a, a child or a health issue or whatever, that God, God is big enough to take care of this thing and that he loves me so much that he wants what's best for me. Even through the hard circumstances, I can grow in my relationship to God and have a closer relationship with God because of these hard circumstances. Um, and so we heard testimonies of that. I know we heard testimonies of, you know, just the fact that the Word of God all of a sudden is not the instruction book that we grew mm -hmm. up thinking that it was, but it's the revelation of mm -hmm. who God mm -hmm. is through all these stories. And mm -hmm. I think that that was really key in a lot of women's lives. Mm -hmm as well as the fact that God's plan of redemption began before mm -hmm. the foundation of the earth, before creation began, and Christ is promised and revealed and then comes and all of that. And, and that is the thread that connects all these stories mm -hmm. together is Christ himself. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible became an instruction book where we look and find the things we're supposed to do and not supposed to do and it became who God is and he loves us so much that he planned this redemption for us because he wants a relationship and um, I know that you know I have many conversations with women who have been through one of these studies and just just that personal relationship that's become so true mm. in their lives is uh, it's enjoyable to listen to knowing that um you know some of them have been in church for a long time mm -hmm. and um 
Yes, it's true. I have listened to Scott teach this many, many times, <laughs> and I still take notes because, you know, this whole relationship with God is a it's a process, and it's, it's a, a slow growing thing. Right? It's a it's slow process. Right. You you can't study this once and say, okay, I got it. I got it's it. like you can't read the Bible once and say, okay, I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always more things and a deeper level of relationship that God desires for us, and so. Um, I will probably never stop studying who God is because it, he is he is so infinite that we can never fully comprehend. And so it's a lifetime of learning who he is and what he's like. Yeah. And so you, you in your in the women in the word ministry, you have. Uh, on average, 150, 170 women that come to that? or Pre-COVID, yeah. we had about 150 from okay. morning and night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so in all the testimonies you've had back or feedback you've gotten back from people, you know, after they went through the study, did you have any say anything along the lines of it changed how they, how they pray? Hmm. I don't know if that's specifically... No. Um, it, more focus on changing their view uh-huh. of who God was yeah. and who that, that, they that's are. That's one of the one of the of things it. I hear most consistently yeah. from people yeah. is it's changed how they pray, and I I know it's had that effect on me. Yeah. That there's many times I'll you know I don't know I have something that is heavy on my heart you know I'll start praying about it or something that I desire to you know see God deliver me from or help me through or provide for someone else or whatever it is. And halfway through, just realize, you know, Lord, I, I don't even need to pray this. Like, or I don't mm-hmm. even need to pray like this. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, looking back, I, it's, it was often like I was praying as if I had to, like, I had to tell God how he had to do it, you know, or give him <laughs> ideas how to, you know, how to do it as if, you know, I'm the one. I thought only women did that. <laughs> like, like, I'm the one with the burden for the person, mm-hmm. not him, mm-hmm. you know. And it's that's one of the effects that it's had for me is it's just really it's really changed my it's changed my prayer life. Um, And and then, you know, just there's so many like there's so many areas that I just think that growing in the knowledge of God affects or not you know, not really knowing, being convinced of the heart of God and, and what he's really like. It's, you know, it's not so much, you know, how big is God? How great is God? What can God do? Like, I don't think I ever doubted what God can do, but it's been more along the lines of what will God do? <laughs> what will he do? You know, he's the one that spoke the world into existence. Okay, well, I need deliverance from this I don't know, medical condition or the results of this accident or this diagnosis or this financial crisis or this relationship issue. And, but is God going to do it the way I want him to do it? You know, that's, (laughs) that's been the issue. And, and, and it's, you know, as you go through these lessons and you see the heart of God and the love of God lived out and manifested the whole basis of grace and mercy being the foundation for our relationship with him. You see that manifested through his every interaction with mankind and the nation of Israel and many other nations through the Old Testament. You become to, you begin to become increasingly convinced that this is really who God is. Mm-hmm. And he's the same today. 
And it just, things that you already knew, you know, to be true about God, you just become increasingly convinced of, of the reality of those truths. And, and it affects your faith. It, 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 it shapes your faith and your ability to trust him. Uh, Jim, you've been, you've taken your sons through it. Mm -hmm. And so now Henry just graduated from high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Calvin is in going into be a junior gonna be a junior mm -hmm. so when did you start taking them through at what what age level and and where do you how long has it been and where do you see him today uh, that, boy it's been a while <laughs> uh, it's been a long time so uh, Henry's 18 and so uh, we started going through this with them uh, uh, five years ago uh, with Henry maybe four years ago with Calvin and uh, yeah, it's laid that foundation uh, for them that just a confidence uh, in God, you know, like what we're talking about. And then from there, we just continued on, like you mentioned, after youth, after the women's ministry did uh, the study, then you went on into position in Christ, and we did the same thing with the boys. And then we went on into Acts and Romans and Ephesians and uh, Corinthians. And, and um, yeah, so we're, that's just, it's, there's no other way to do it. It's just what we do. And mm -hmm. so, um, uh, yeah, that's just, you know, to lay that foundation and to lay that um, understanding of the heart of God and the character of God and then to build from there. Um, yeah, we're just, yeah, super thankful. I don't want to get on hobby horse and brag about my kids, but, but I could, but I won't. <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, in, so um, yeah. in one of our, um, one of our meetings recently, um, so you're leading a small group on Wednesday nights, right? Yeah, myself and Kale, or, and uh, Jacob and Ben, right? Yeah, myself, yep, three of us. And five. so, a uh, number of weeks ago, your senior high, uh, senior in high school right. son, comes to you and says, "Dad, I'm going to be going off to college soon. I'm going to be in the dorm. I'm going to need to learn how to lead Bible studies." And so, can I? Can I can I partner with you in teaching the small group Wednesday nights? Wow. He did that. Yeah, he did yeah. say that. Right. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. And I that yeah. uh, that comes from being established, becoming established in the faith. That mm -hmm. comes from having a big view of God mm -hmm. and a, mm -hmm. not from the normal unfolding of the Christian life that's all about works and obedience and legalism. And so that's I just think that's a an amazing that's testimony true. of, you know, somebody you know of, mm -hmm. of what it looks like to become established in the faith yeah yeah, and, yeah so. and again we're just thankful to the lord for that uh, because it, it was it was because of uh, because of god revealing himself uh yeah. to henry and again it's god's revealing himself to us and it's you know god revealing himself to you and willie as you went through mm -hmm. you know cancer and different things that you're going through and and so you know we walk through life and everybody has their own circumstances, like you mentioned, you know, different things that we go through, fear, anxiety, worry, whatever it is. And so we, we wrestle with that and we struggle with that. That's just real life. I mean, that's just a daily in and out of, of just living life. And so I think oftentimes we say, well, well, how does God uh, relate to that? How does God relate to my fear? How does God relate to my worry? How does God relate to my anxiety? How does God relate to my the un unknown of what next week or my health or my finances or my family? Um, but 
here's the thing for me, I think, is that we can look at God walk through life with people. And it, and it was like, okay, like Adam and Eve and like Cain and Abel and like Noah and like, um, like Abraham and, and Isaac and Jacob and Rebecca and, 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 and Samson and all the disciples. So we see God walking through life with people. And so the, I don't think there's any situation or circumstance that we're going to come across in our lives that we don't see God having walked through life with somebody revealed in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the problem is we just don't know it. Mm-hmm. So, so possibly or probably the majority of Christians go through these struggles of fear, anxiety, worry, finances, health, whatever it might be, just not knowing how God wants to walk through life with them yeah. just because they've never studied the scriptures from that perspective of how is it that God has revealed himself through going through life with, with people. And so I have to say to the listeners, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's in God's word. Mm-hmm. It's just that for the majority of us, for me, for the majority of you know my life, I didn't go through the scriptures from that perspective. And so we have to yep. go through the per- we have to go through the scriptures from that perspective and see how God is revealing Himself through interaction with people. But the issue is God, and then when we go through our lives with our issues, the issue is God. But we've seen Him do it with other people, and then we'll be convinced and convicted that He can and yeah. will do it with us. Yeah. Amen. And I think we have to keep building on those things. You know, mm-hmm. when we're dealing with with studies and with individuals and stuff like that. As I said, we did the position and then we did a study on the attributes of God. Mm -hmm. And this semester we are going to do a study on intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of building Mm -hmm. on that, you know, God, you know, that sounds like an abstract concept. The creator of the universe wants an intimate relationship with me. How can that be? But we're, you know, we're going down that road. We're, we're, we're pushing them down that road and saying, this, yes, that is true. This God that you've learned about mm. that has revealed himself in Scripture, he knows you. Read Psalm 139 if you don't think so. He knows you, and he wants you to know him. Yep. And so we're, we're putting that back out there in front of them to keep it in front of yeah. them. And I'm, I'm excited about the study. I think it'll, it'll be really good. It's a little, I think it's going to be a stretch for some. Uh, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think again, it'll. I think it'll come down to, you know, each individual person's knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. I, you, it's impossible to be intimate with someone that you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's impossible. Yep. Well, when you think about a husband and wife relationship, yep. okay, you knew each other when you first got married. You've been married what thirty whatever 35 okay so you know each other a whole lot better now than you did then right we've been we're 44 and same for us so it's that spending time Mm -hmm. it's that going through crisis it's that you know uh figuring Mm -hmm. out things together but that takes time Mm -hmm. and it takes experience and it takes vesting your life into that and Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with god I can't be intimate with him if I'm not going to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to be in the word, I'm I can't because it, it just doesn't sprinkle me with pixie dust and all of a sudden we're having an intimate relationship. It right. takes the time that must be invested. Yeah. In it. 
and it's just interesting to me that you can look back you know you can you can look at church in general and like all the different topics that are taught you know that type of thing intimacy walking with god following god worshiping god i mean all of those things flow out of your knowledge sure. of god Absolutely. it flows out of the relationship and Absolutely. you know without that first being in place it's impossible to worship him in spirit and in truth mm-hmm. and so I, I really i've really come to view this whole and and i think it's one of the biggest deceptions that exists in our lives because like you said originally, people look at the title and think, "Oh, well, I've mm-hmm. I've been a Christian for a long time. I mm-hmm. know who God I know, is. I know, God. I know what God's like." Right. And if we handed out pieces of paper and asked everybody to write down everything they know to be true about God, we'd have a whole list of things. But you know, it's not just knowing about God, but it's knowing the ways of God. It's knowing the heart of God. Mm-hmm. It's it's no longer having this warped view of Him that I think many 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 Mm -hmm. of us have Mm -hmm. um and so anyway uh is there anything else you guys wanted to share or thanks for taking the time to join us in in this episode and um from here we're gonna um interview we in missions we've been using you know this focus these lessons um now for many years in many places um and we're we're seeing you know god really use it to establish people in the faith and so um we're going to collect some testimonies mostly via zoom from people around the world um you know again not as an effort to toot our own horn and promote our own stuff but because we're so convinced of the importance of, of, like John said, growing in the knowledge of God and coming to know God and, and, and becoming convinced of what his heart is really like and, and knowing his ways. And, and, um, and so, uh, you know, I hope this, this, it might turn out to be a, a two or three part episode, uh, uh, focus. We might have two or three, you know, episodes with mm-hmm. these testimonies. But I, I, hope, I hope this focus becomes uh, an encouragement to you all, and it just encourages you above all things, above you know, everything that you're focused on in terms of the Christian life, everything that you're praying about, um, everything that you're desiring in, in terms of the Christian life in your own walk, that above all things, you, you pray and seek to grow in the knowledge mm-hmm. of Him. That, you know, Peter, 2 Peter 3.18, the, the last thing that Peter wrote to the church, but grow in the grace and knowledge of God and our, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and it's, you know, again, I think it's, it's the foundation. So thank you all for tuning in and, and uh, hope you enjoy the, the other testimonies that we um, plug into these episodes. So in... Moving on to a couple other people that uh, have been going through the Knowing God lessons. Um, uh, Sandy Burkhardt is a very close friend of Annette and I. And uh, so, Sandy, why don't you introduce yourself, how long you've been going to FBC, when you went through the Knowing God lessons, um, how you've benefited from it, and, uh, and, and, and how you've been using it. Sure. Well, I've been going to FBC since gosh, 17 years. And I did the Knowing God lessons around 2015. And 
I tell you, God had used that to prepare me for a cancer diagnosis because just having a huge view of God after the lessons and just really realizing how sovereign he is over everything that happens in my life just really prepared me to go through that diagnosis. And I know at first when I heard it, of course, I was terrified. Nobody wants to hear the word cancer. But one of the scriptures that God brought me to was Romans 8, 28 through 38. And my first thought reading through that was God loves me. And I don't think I would have had that same thought had I not went through the lessons. Because going through the lessons just really strengthened, you know, what God's attributes are and how he feels about me and how he is sovereign through every single situation in our lives, that nothing comes into our lives that he does not allow, that doesn't go through the grid of his sovereign hand. And that was probably the, the biggest help in going through the Knowing God lessons and then really having a true realization of who God is because the focus of the study is to focus on God and not on what man was doing. And I think that was the, the biggest help in really understanding, you know, who God is because otherwise we're trying to focus everything on ourselves and mm -hmm. what should I be doing? You know, what am I getting out of, you know, what Abraham did and he was a great man of faith and I want to be just like him. And, you know, the, that's not the focus at all. The focus is just truly on God and who he is and what he's done. And also just the fact that, you know, nothing could thwart his plan, no matter what man did, no matter how bad they messed things up, nothing thwarted God's plan of eternal redemption. And that was just, I think, you know, a key component of the lesson that really helped me in my life. And, you know, there are, there are just so many things that I could go through about the lesson that I loved. I mean, going through creation and just really focusing on it. I had never spent so much time in Genesis before <laughs> or creation. And that was one of my favorite parts of the lesson too. And just, you know, learning about how God has created so many things for us just the variety out there and you know for our enjoyment and he prepared it for us he knew what we were going to need we didn't know what we were going to need but he knew exactly what we were going to need and how he did all of that for us and and i think that was pretty powerful too yeah amen so <clears throat> you went through the lessons in like 2015 and then you were diagnosed with cancer uh, and you shared how those lessons prepared you for a bigger view of God in the midst of all that. And so then uh, once you went through um, your procedures and, and all, God, God led you to uh, begin looking for other people that were uh, diagnosed with cancer that would be open to such a study. So share a little bit about what you've been doing since then. Sure. Well, I can remember after I finished radiation, I was out jogging one day and I was thinking, okay, God, what can I do? You know, I really want to help others who are going through cancer. And 
Um, you know, so I was just thinking in my head of all these things I could do or couldn't do because I didn't have time and, you know, didn't have money to go do some big program or anything. And, and then it's like, God stopped me in my tracks. He's like, why are you trying to figure this out? <laughs> you know, what are you doing? You are trying to do something instead of me doing it through you. So I just said, okay, God, you know, I'm just going to be patient and wait and you'll show me what you want me to do and when you want me to do it. And then about a week and a half later, uh, God just kind of put the thought in my head to create a Facebook group and to share all about what I've learned with food and eating healthy and taking care of yourself because I had seen nutritionists and naturopaths and just all the things I had learned from them. And it was like, he was telling me, don't even make it about me. Just make it about nutrition. It's almost like being a missionary, you know, you go out into the field and if a tribe needs water, you're not going to go in there and share Jesus without giving them water. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I wasn't even thinking through this way, but now looking back, I just see that that's what God was doing. So yeah. I started this Facebook group and then started becoming friends with other women with breast cancer through Facebook. And as, and it was just all God, you know, like I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to start a Bible site. I was just doing what he had laid on my heart. And so then, you know, in a couple of Facebook feeds, there was one lady who was really having a hard time. And I shared with her the knowing God study and, you know, told her I could send her the PDF of it and how it really helped me. And then some other ladies were, you know, talking in there too. And then um, I just had the thought, well, why don't we get together, you know, over the web and do the study together. And so a couple ladies said, yes, we'd like to do that. And so I went through the lessons one time with just several ladies and, you know, I don't sit there and focus on, oh, how many people are going to be in the group? No, it's just whoever God wants to lead and bring into that group. And, and so I have women who never come, but they're still part of the group and they maybe watch the videos afterwards because we record them. But Aileen's in the second group and she'll be talking soon. Um, so we went through it once and now we're going through it again. We're almost done with the study. And it's just, you know, people from around the world, even that I've met on Facebook that God has just put in my pathway and it's just materialized and we've been able to do the study together. And it's just so beneficial to go through something that other people have went through and then just study the word of God together and be able to say, wow, you know, yes, I felt that way. And you know, now God has increased my view of him and sovereignty. And it, there's just nothing like it to experience it with other people who have went through a trial as serious as cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And growing in the knowledge of God doesn't necessarily mean, you know, God's going to cure your cancer, but it's, it's increasing your view of God and faith in God as he's leading you through cancer, really. Yes, exactly. So you mentioned Aileen, and uh, Aileen, Aileen's on here. So Aileen, why don't you uh, share with our listeners who you are, where you're at, how you came in contact with Sandy. Okay. So, yes, I was also um, in the group because um, I like to troll Facebook <laughs> and especially after a cancer diagnosis, a, a breast cancer diagnosis, 
Um, and I came across Sandy in one of the other groups and she invited me into doing the study. Um, came at a, a pivotal time because a cancer diagnosis really tests your faith. <laughs> and my faith was seriously tested. Um, I, I realized, I mean, probably a number of years before, realized I, I didn't really trust God in, in a lot of things. I'm a very, um, what's the word, self-driven and I like to do things myself. So um, God wasn't always necessarily my helper. <laughs> mm. um, and I realized, you know, starting the study was, was, was really good because not for one meeting with others who've been through the same thing um, really helps to um, I guess make you feel like you're you know not alone um, but more so I think for me it was about really it sort of brought me to a place where I had to confront my understanding of God. Um, I guess I saw him more as a, you know, somebody who punished you. <laughs> I grew up in a Christian home, but a lot of that was about performance and you were accepted. So there was still a lot of that that I had to unlearn. So, you know, studying this, seeing all the different attributes of God, um, how he, um, when it's a focus on how God is with his people, um, even when they fail, it really gives you a, a, um, just that perspective of God that you sometimes have been taught or misunderstood um, of who he is what his character is, you know, I knew a lot of the characteristics, but he didn't in terms of how they played in with the biblical stories um, and how, um, I guess, how trustworthy God is. <laughs> I'd never really, you know, I mean, I've been a Sunday school leader for years and everything, but it was still a real challenge for me. Um, so this study really um, unraveled some of that um, and gave me the opportunity to really, um, I guess, go through the Bible um, for, for one of the probably more first times in my life, you know, right through. Um, not that it's everything in the Bible, but it's, you know, it was a, a really good, or it is, we've only got about three left. Um, a really good way to um, build a different view if you have a um, don't have the the teaching that maybe um, speaks more about what God does rather than what mankind does. Mm. Um, there's tends to be a lot of focus on what mankind is like and what they do and what they don't do and and not so much of a focus on um on what 
what God does. So, um, and how he's faithful and, and gracious and, um, yeah, it's quite, it's a different way of seeing God um, to what I was used to. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you touched on one of the key points of it is, and, and I think Christians in general, and, you know, and in my role uh, as a global missions pastor, um, you know, I meet with believers all around the world. We're currently partnering with churches in 17 different countries. And, and you know, I haven't been anywhere where they haven't had this view of Christianity, and that is a religious view of Christianity that we, we, we make. And I think it really comes from having a small view of God or a warped view of God. And like mm -hmm. you said, we make the Christian life, you know, we have a warped view of God and what he is really after. We think he is, first and foremost, he's after obedience. He's after faithfulness. And so then when that's your view of God, that's your perspective of what you think he, you know, he is about, then, then that shapes your view of the Christian life and how you think you're supposed to live the Christian life. And like you said, we make it all about obedience. We make it all about our faithfulness, um, all about the things that we do. And you, you said you viewed him as a God that punishes. Well, I mean, you know, how many, how many Christians honestly, think that they faithfully live the Christian life 100%. And so, you know, we don't, we fail a lot. And, and, you know, when you go through, and, and to me, that's one of the beauty of those, of, the, of all those Old Testament lessons is that's what you see from mankind, you know, from the very beginning is failure, failure, yeah. failure, 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 failure. And, but what the lessons I think do is, is help you see that, you know, it hasn't, you know, from the standpoint of God, God's not just after obedience and faithfulness. He's after the relationship. And he knew full well what mankind was going to become. And that's why it says in 2 Timothy 1, 9, God's, plan, God's purpose and grace were bestowed upon us through Christ before time began. <laughs> and so before man even existed, God predetermined this eternal plan of redemption that's on the basis of grace, on the basis of giving man what he doesn't deserve. So clearly God was planning for our disobedience, not planning for our obedience. And I, I, I think just, you know, you have to begin at the right place in order to, you know, have a, the proper view of, of the context. And and I think, you know, as you shared, that's, that's some of the biggest benefit of those lessons is just, is just reshaping our perspective of God and, and, and not just, like most of us, I don't think, struggle with how big, you know, how great God is. You know, what can God do? Well, he can do anything. Like, that, that's never been my issue. You know, I have a, uh, you know, some problem that comes into my life. My problem hasn't been what can God do but it's been, what will God do? Mm. Like one doubts is omnipotence. The other doubts is heart. And, and so it's, you know, when, when you have your eyes opened and realize, 
God's not after obedience. He's after the relationship. Yeah, obedience will be the outflow of that relationship. Yeah. But we don't begin with obedience. We begin with his heart for us. That's what we begin with. Yeah. So. Yes. yes, definitely. Because I know for me, because I, I am a doer and I like doing for people to, mm. you know, show my love. It was about doing. <laughs> yeah. even with God so you know in all aspects yeah, that's what it was about um, so you know when you have your uh, <laughs> your life faced your you know your chances of, of an earlier death than you ever planned for it's um, yeah it, it makes you think something's not working <laughs> Yeah, right. I have to change what I've, uh, my relationship with God has to change because I'm not going to cope otherwise. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So. And I think you're right, Scott, about, you know, just his heart for us and realizing how much he loves us hmm. is just so important too. Yeah, you know, it does. It totally changes your perspective on how you see everything happening in your life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And getting to that place where you, you know, because God's written your story to, to trust him, even when you, things come into your story that you just think, I didn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, it's um, you know, and doing it with with people who have are developing the same kind of understanding, um, really help help to cement it as well. So I think as doing think these sorts of things as groups where people discuss and are open and honest and. Yeah, it really helps you to to understand what others have gone through, how how others are processing that knowing God, you know, where they've been, where they want to be with their relationship with God. Um, yeah, it's it's been good. Mm. Yeah. And the chronological Another, teaching. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, well, like chronological the, teaching is so helpful too because mm. you know, so many churches you're just going through different books of the bible and you're not seeing the whole picture and that's one yeah. thing that i really love like i learned so much and even though i've been a christian you know since 1996 there was so much that i learned in the knowing god study and you know that i thought oh i i've read the bible before i know this but i just learned it mm -hmm. in such a different way and it was it was definitely very eye-opening and i think every christian should definitely go through the lesson for sure yeah yeah i would agree i i, I um i enjoyed the sequential study and how it um sort of developed um from the start right through um and it just gave you a, a good picture of how of how consistent god is um and how um yeah just how humankind even though we fail god is 
he never changes. So he's he's still there even when we failed. Mm. Um, yes. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Yeah, and then the you know so Sandy went through in 2015. So that was that was the first group that I took through it um, for the first time, and I've been taking groups into individuals, couples, our small groups, um, through it ever since. And just the effects that it's had in my own heart as I continue to cycle through it with people is it has, it has just made me all the more confident in the reality of, uh, of just, you know, not only who God is and what God's like, but also faith in his promises, you know, faith in what he has promised and what he says, not only what he says is true of us as a new creation with a new spiritual identity, but also what he has in store for us in the future. So. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you guys yes. for uh, just your willingness to yeah. get on and, and take of your time and share these testimonies and, I, uh, I just, I trust that God will uh, use these testimonies to encourage our listeners. And uh, mm. so thank you, Aileen, thank you very much. And I know you're, you're in Australia and so it's morning yep. here and Australia. evening there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Early evening, 8 p.m. now. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. R really praising okay. the Lord that you and Sandy connected and uh, mm. really really thankful that God is uh, using these lessons in your life and, and encouraging mm. you.